right, I think we're good now. No good. We had a little full start a little problem. A little full start recently. problem. It happens to all men. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are back here on a Cinema Discovery Project. We're getting to, I think this is what, 38, 39 episodes, something like that? Somewhere around there, yeah. I want to say yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, being that uh, coming up this weekend, we got another Rambo movie coming out. I'm super excited about it. Um, you say that like we've had them frequently. Well, yeah, we, it's we really not like don't. a Marvel movie, but you know, it's been what the last one came out in what 2008. I want to 2006? say 2006. Yeah, let me let me look. I'm guessing um, I could use. It's the in that area. Damn, I could use the scrolling computer down, scrolling down. Um, it came man, out it's... in 2008. Yeah, I was right on the first one. Damn, I'm good. So it's been 11 years since the Rambo movie. I'm gonna kill the per- people that are texting me. Sorry about oh, that. Oh, Steven's getting texts. He's a popular guy. Yeah, I'm popular um, now. He could always put his phone on vibrate I, I just like did. I do. I just did. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, um, yeah. But as we were saying, yeah. Rambo Last Blood, which is a play on the first Rambo movie called First Blood. And I'm assuming it's going to be the last movie. I mean, it you says a, Last Blood. I mean, it's, I, I, it says things like that, but you just never really know. Well, you know, um, I mean, Stallone's trying to get away from these two, to his two main things that have people identify with Rocky, which I think he finally has let Rocky go after this last Creed movie. He's basically said, "I'm done with it," and now I think with this next Rambo film, he's like, "This is it. This is the last Rambo movie. I'm not you, doing any more." Uh, we're getting. To that point where, I mean, he's not young. He's 73 years old. He doesn't look 73, but he's 70. Yeah, but I mean, he's been doing this for a very long time. Um, I don't know if he has any plans on retiring anytime soon, but his marquee characters have been Rocky and Rambo. And they've been so, so iconic to him and to kind of pop culture and things like that. And so you never really want to see it end. And I don't think Hollywood ever wants to see these things end either. If you just see the current trend of what they're doing is uh, revivals, reboots, yeah. sequels to movies that are, you know, over 20 years old and whatnot. I mean, you know, we're getting another Terminator movie this year. That's another, you know, prominent franchise from the eighties like Rambo came in that same era and they just don't want these things to end. But for this episode of the Cinema Discovery Project, we wanted to take a look at the Sylvester Stallone movies that aren't Rocky or Rambo. Yeah. Because those movies get talked about so, so much. And they're probably getting talked about a lot this week because of the new Rambo movie. And Stephen and I have already done a very thorough episode on Rocky that was like two and a half hours long last year when Creed 2 came out. So we didn't want to you know just rehash everything about rocky or do the same thing for rambo uh one because the rambo films are very different than the rocky films in terms of i think when it comes to just the depth of discussion yeah um those movies are very entertaining versus i think the rocky films that it's not unfair to say are more character driven have more depth to them and you know for the most part granted rocky 4 is mostly a music video I mean, but it's still sure, I mean, the rocky character journey i mean if you if you if you can, if you just look at first blood though first blood's i would say maybe the best movie yes closest to the first rocky or the second rocky yeah, yeah. i would say that movie has the first the, the most depth of any of the rambo films yeah uh, because it is based on the book first blood yeah where they changed the ending of the movie versus the ending of the book, basically to 
kind of Kickstarter franchise that's made a lot of money and going on now for, what, three decades? Yeah. So there we are. So Stephen and I decided to look at Sylvester Stallone's other filmography and see what we can we can gleam out of it. Yeah. And I and I know we talked about doing a top five of you know our top five favorites, uh, but there may be a lot of overlap. So we'll probably get into that. But I think we just want to like well, take a look at wanna, take a look at it as a glance. If you, you just want to go glance. back and forth and maybe maybe back if we go <clears> back and forth and spotlight or talk about maybe you know one movie a piece or maybe a couple yeah. movies a piece. We'll well, I mean go, I. I yeah, I also wanted to like maybe give an, a general overview initially. Not go, not do what we did with Steve, with uh, Stephen King, where we go through each movie, but just the just openly discuss um, how different Stallone's filmography is yeah. when you remove Rocky and Rambo. Yeah, I mean it's pe- very eclectic. People only see him in in, in with that 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 canvas. You only see him with them two roles, really. But he's, I mean, he's done a lot of other really cool movies. And right. he, and he's also done some really crappy movies that yeah. that are worth just watching for maybe just for some some laughs because some of these movies are ridiculous. <laughs> Even some of the ones I think we're gonna talk about when it comes to our favorites are pretty ridiculous. Some of them are pretty ridiculous. But, I, to be yeah. honest, my whole list is pretty ridiculous. There's yeah, probably yeah. one movie that's like a serious drama. The rest, eh, <laughs> the, the other two, there's another drama in there too. But he tends to focus more on drama. Yeah, it's like it's either drama action. Or like you know, gangster type movies or cop movies or something like that. You know, I, I'm thinking like Get Carter's like a hitman, yeah. Or you know, Copland, he's a sheriff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that. Where he's an authoritative yeah. figure, and his films are you know no big surprise here when it comes to just the general era of films that he was got his start in. Very masculine, yeah. very macho, very machismo, over the top testosterone-driven action. You know, he and Arnold Schwarzenegger are pretty much the poster boys for that type of subgenre that you know b- blew up in the 1980s, where they both got their 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 fame, and they're both kind of going back and forth in the 1980s about like who can make the most like badass action movie or character well, yeah, this, and that this, seems this, to be like a thing and I don't even know if it was a rivalry because they're actually like friends and they've been in they've now been in movies together I think that I think there was some somewhat of a rivalry at some point but like it got to when, when it got older I think I think it, it, it smoothed out but I mean um, I mean the, the, these guys were the kind of the the two poster boys for that era type of action hero because you know as we got into the later 80s the more of the everyman with like movie like Die Hard became the mm, action yeah. archetype type of person, and and they're and they're and you know their type of that's why I think that they when they got into the into the nineties started trying to be more versatile, like doing doing more comedies and doing more other types of roles, so they could you know maybe survive. <laughs> so, yeah, because I mean, I'll mean, say there's a serious you know drought of you know their type of um movies in the 90s the action genre shifted to something else in the 90s yeah and it was still over the top it was still you know you know bloated if you want to say sure. but it was I mean, a different, I mean, when Michael, was a different when, type of bloatedness when than michael the bay 80s. showed up i mean the you know things got yeah, more yeah. explosion Ma- michael bay roland emmerich yeah people like that it, sci-fi action became really big in the 90s yeah. as well um and but granted in the in the 80s you know predator 
it was a big action sci-fi movie, Aliens, big action sci-fi movie. The one thing that's surprising me about Stallone is he hasn't quite done a lot of sci-fi or sci-fi action, really. You know, he did a little, you know, some dystopian with Judge Dredd, Demolition Man, but he's never done like, you know, he's never fought like an alien, at least I can't remember. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I, I guess Judge Dredd might be the closest to something kind of. Yeah, I guess so. His his movies tend to be more grounded super, in reality, yeah. but they're superhuman based. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like jumping, like in Cliffhanger, he's jumping off a mountain. You know what I mean? Like unless, things unless like you that. want to count his cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, yeah, his cameo <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy too. I guess. I uh, wonder if he's gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I really hope. Well, I really 3. hope that they're supposed to be talks of a spinoff where they go back and look at his group of you know ravagers I ravagers yeah called. you know yeah so i hope that happens but um yeah but yeah how yeah. do you you just want to go back and forth and 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 you know maybe you you pick a movie in his filmography and i pick one or sure just sure because i do about... have a, i do have that top five list here we don't have to so do, do we don't have to necessarily do, do a top uh, five we can just go back and forth and pick some uh, yeah. pick Let, some I mean, of our you, favorites to talk about you know you know me i like to go in some type of. If you want to go um, in an order, you can. I'm just gonna. Order. I'm just gonna just wing it. Yeah, you can wing it. I guess I'll go. I like. I want to talk about a small uh, uh, role he had in Death Race 2000. Oh wow! Which is the Roger Corman film um, from 1975. He has a small role, over the top role, where he plays Machine Gun Joe Viterbo, and he's just like this over the top, like crazy guy. He's like. He's just you know, you know how you know how you know how race. Stallone's guttural yell is. Yeah. It's so amazing. But like yeah. that movie, that's a B movie. So he's playing a B movie. And this role. this was before Rocky. Yeah. This was right before Rocky. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie that has been remade, I believe, with Jason Statham. Remember Death Race? And then yeah. they had like Death Race, whatever the sequel was. Um, was it two thousand? I don't even remember. Um, but it's basically it's a dystopian movie where. Uh, there's a cross there's a cross country uh, automobile race, yeah. and basically it requires the contestants to like run over like innocent pedestrians, and they gain points by doing stuff like that, or like uh, or and like like they they can kill each other, they kill pedestrians. It's really like a a huge satire, of, uh, and it's like broadcast like all over the world. Yeah. So it's like it's like a Hunger Games satirical battle royale type thing where like people are getting entertainment. Uh, you know, based off of the most like, uh, like ruthless thing possible, murder essentially. Sure. You know, we talked about it a little bit when we talked about um the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie last time with uh, what was it um Running Man. Running Man, yeah. And we did Running Man with the Stephen King adaptation of Running Man, something like that. But he has a small role in it, and it just it's super over the top. And you know me, I have to talk about my Roger Corman sure. B movies once in a while. Why not? Um, and this movie is available on like DVD. I think there's a Blu-ray floating around. It's a fun movie. It also stars uh, David Carradine is in it as well. Um, yeah, so that that's one I wanted to mention early, early on before he became, you know, Rocky Balboa yeah. or John Rambo. <laughs> Your turn, Stephen. All right. Well, I'll um... back to you. Sure. I mean, uh, I guess uh, I'll jump over to one I just watched, and and we'll go ahead okay. and get a bad one out of the way because this yeah, get it's, it's 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 just pretty bad. This one is uh, "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot," which came out in the early nineties, ninety two, and uh, this is one of the, the his his tries at comedy. Um, St- Stallone. Um, is is a cop as usual as we talked about. He likes playing cops, 
uh, and uh, he, he's he's middle. He's supposed to be playing middle aged. I guess he is middle aged. I, I think Stallone was maybe in his. He might might have been in his forties at this point. Maybe in his right. maybe by in his fifties by this point. But um, he he's a cop. He's kind of like you know lives alone. He he's not really a, he's he doesn't commit a lot. And his mother is very overbearing. Her played by es, Estelle Getty. I, I I'm not sure if she's somebody that's known. Of that time, and I, oh, she was on gold in Golden Girls. Mm, yeah, that's, let me, let me, yeah, yeah. You keep talking, I'll look. And um, so basically, the mom's really overbearing, and she's supposed to come and visit, and she comes and visits, and gets basically caught up in his job, um, witnessing a murder, um, and basically becomes a part of the investigation. So it's really, you know, if you can imagine Stallone, uh, mother hijinks. Uh, you know, always talking to him about how he needs to get a girlfriend. Um, and can, if you can just imagine Stallone having a tantrum with a mother character who's looks vastly older than him. It sounds like a throw mama from the train meets Marty. That's what it sounds like. From... That sounds hilarious. Yeah, and and you were right. She was in the the Golden Girls as Sophia. Yeah, it, it, so, it's 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 a it's it's a short watch. It's only like an hour twenty seven minutes. If you if you want to rent it, it's it's I rented it on Amazon Prime. I mean, it's can't that that poster is hilarious. It's a very matter-of-fact title. Stop or my mom will shoot. And on the cover, she's holding, like, the biggest gun she could yes. possibly ever hold. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, so I guess bounce it back over to me if you're done, Steven. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so it was a movie I watched last night, and it's very, very different from what Stallone is typically known for or what he's, you know, done throughout his career. And this is a movie called Fist, or F.I.S.T. It's an acronym. Um, it's an acronym for Federal Interstate Truckers, and it's a movie Ooh. that's a period piece. It's a period piece set in the 1930s and has to deal with the unionizing of of truck of truckers in, I think, Cleveland, Ohio. And it's based uh, it's based off of um, um, you know the um the movie The Irishman, the guy who was in The Irishman. Um, now I can't remember. Um. No, no, the the character that's in the, the character that's in the, uh, Marsco says he's the Irishman, uh, that guy who was in, um, he was in the, you know, had to do with unions and his body's got, his body, he disappeared and nobody's ever known where he, where he is. Okay. Um. Jimmy Hoffa? Jimmy Hoffa, that's okay. what it is, yeah. Why, well, I couldn't remember that, oh, but yeah, yeah, the movie's kind of based on Jimmy Hoffa, <laughs> because Stallone plays a character called Johnny Kovac, and he goes from being uh, like a regular worker, uh, like a worker that's that, and then he rises up through the ranks yeah. uh, by by um, uh, getting into a union, then recruiting in the union, then becoming a big big time name in the union, becoming the president of the union, but also he ends up getting involved with organized crime um, when he's doing all of these things. So it, it really just kind of, you know, goes through like his dealings with that and dealings with the union it's a very political movie dealing with you know unionizing and workers rights and things like that and it's really really 
good. Um, to me, it's really, really good. It also has a good cast. Sylvester Stallone, I thought, was good in the movie. It's a serious, dramatic role that he that he is, and he's not like his usual Stallone. You know, as we've come to know him, you know, when people like try to make do an impression of him, and yeah. he's barely, you know, um, you can barely understand what he's saying. No, he's really strong in this movie. The movie also stars Rod Steiger, as well as the late Peter Boyle. Um, it's a really good movie. It's also directed by Norman Jewison, and Norman Jewison is a really good director. He's someone who I think a lot of people know he directed um, In the Heat of the Night, he directed Moonstruck, he directed The Hurricane, Further on the Roof. I mean, it's a really well-directed movie, but it's a period piece, and you don't really associate Sylvester Stallone with a period piece no. movie. You, It's just not what he's known for, and it just kind of goes to show, like, at that time in his career, this movie came out in 1978, so it's the movie that came out right after Rocky. It kind of sh- it just shows you that in that time period that he was just trying to be a serious actor. Yeah. Like, going from Rocky, which is a serious role, to another serious role, he hadn't quite hit that, you know, 80s action star level of, you know, kind of a repetitious roles that he would, you know, go on to do throughout his career and what he would become to known for. So it's an interesting look back at that time in his career. So, Stephen, uh, kick it back to you. Well, you know, uh, since you're bringing up a movie where he's, like, helping out truckers, you know, getting with truckers, I figure oh, I'll do the no, other movie where there's, truck- there's truckers. Oh, 1987's Uh-oh. Over the Top. Oh, the, yes. The best uh, arm wrestling movie ever. Um, Montage baby oil uh, it, literally the whole movie is almost montage but except for i mean i, I think rocky four beats it but um because yeah. rocky four literally is almost all montage but yeah. um but yeah over the top um you got stallone who is this um you know kind of uh, separate uh, separated uh, from his wife but they have a son that is he's never met uh really and so he comes to get him from a military academy and because the wife is sick in the hospital and they go on this kind of cross-country trip uh you know to get to know each other and the kid's really kind of like gotta stick up his ass uh (laughs) and and you know stallone's gotta try to you know liven him up a little bit and uh they they bond it's it's to me it's 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 super cheesy it's not good it's not great Oh no, it's not. But it, it's very—it's one of the movies you can kind of put on, and I—I I, I mean, I'm entertained by it. I mean, a lot of body oil, um, you know. It, it's you know Stallone. I always tell people this: people watch Pokemon and you see Ash <laughs> catch him turn his hat around when he when he's about to do something. I'm like, no, that was that was from over the top. Stallone Dude. did that in Over the Top first. Because like um, right before he gets he gets into his arm wrestling thing, he turns his head around, and it switches him, and he like goes into this mode. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed this movie. I own this movie. Um, uh, of course you do. Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I. Did. I think I want to say this is a canon. Yeah, this is a canon group movie or Makes canon sense. films. Canon films made just the schlockiest eighties movies. Like around, they did most like, of Chuck Norris's, Chuck Norris's stuff. Ch- most of Chuck, all of like Chuck Norris's stuff from the eighties was all canon group. Yeah, um, they did rot. They did. They did Superman Four, Quest for Peace. Yeah. I mean, they just did schlock. But Sylvester Stallone's character name in the movie is Lincoln Hawk, Lincoln Hawk which yes. is a cool name. And he's got like like there's a father-in-law character played by Robert Loja, who just yes. hates him and yeah. wants custody of the kid. 
uh, wants to take care of the kid. And man, there's there are moments of this movie where just it's ridiculous. Also, like he he does like that every single time he wins like a hand a hand wrestling. He does like the most illegal hand wrestling. Yeah, he does the most illegal arm wrestling move ever. Yeah. But, he, but, but nobody he, gives he a shit. He re-grips and goes over the top. Yeah, it's <laughs> his move. You can't it's, re-grip. It, it, it's his finishing move, like it's wrestling or something. You know, <laughs> you know it's like... He, oh, my goodness. But, you know... Oh, what a movie. I, you know, if you're on my wavelength, you were saying his name's Lincoln Hawk. What's yeah. a movie that can connect to Lincoln Hawk? You, you get what I'm saying? Hawk. There's a movie he did that has Hawk in the title. Tony Hawk? I know, um... Dude, come on. You uh, watched this movie, didn't you? Nighthawks. Oh, Nighthawks. Nighthawks. Yeah, I was, that's yeah, that's a good transition. I, yeah. I, I fumbled that Come transition. Come on, man. Damn. So I'll talk about Nighthawks because I watched it. <laughs> I know. Because um, <laughs> I was going to talk about something else that can not connected, but it's the movie he did right before, but I'll, I'll get to that one later. But Nighthawks. Nighthawks, he plays... It, first of all, this movie came out in 1981, and it is a movie where he plays like this conservative-type cop called... Um, Deke De Silva, and he, and, and basically what happens is like, um, Billy D. Williams is also his partner. Yeah, who his name is Matthew Fox. Pretty cool name for Billy D. Williams. But the movie uh, takes place around uh, a, a a terrorist called Rutger Hauer, who's like a European terrorist. Rutger Hauer is the actor. Is that yeah, Rucker Howe. Yeah, <laughs> Rucker Howe is the actor, but he's <laughs> he plays the terrorist in the movie, and his name is. Uh, Haymar, Haymar, yeah, it's Wolf- Haymar Wolfgar Reinhardt. Yeah, damn, that's 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 a that's a European bad guy if I ever did yeah, here. That sounds yeah. like a Bond. This was right around villain. the time. This He's basically right, a Bond villain. Well, I was gonna say this was right around the time he did uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, so. pretty close. It's very very close. But he, he's kind of the best part of the movie, if you have he, to he ask is, me. Yeah, he's, yeah. He just chews up every scene. He's evil as hell. He's like killing people willing, like willy nilly. He's a that badass bad guy. Yeah. And Deke De Silva is kind of a conservative cop who doesn't want to kill pe- he doesn't like to kill people, doesn't like to use his gun. Yeah. But like he's part of this kind of elite not elite, but he's part of like this task force, you know, that the government kind of sets up to combat this terrorist who's emigrated from Europe now over to the United States. And basically it's kind of like the, the typical detective story where, you know, you're trying to hunt this guy down, you you find trying to find his MO, you're trying to find yeah. out where he hangs out and, you know, you know, hunt him down slowly. And yeah, it that's what basically Nighthawks is. It's a solid movie. I think it's it's, it's, it's yeah, not it's terrible. Solid. It's not terrible. It's, it's, it's a solid movie. In nineteen eighty one, it's got that dirty grittiness from the seventies. That's yeah. a kind of a carryover. And and I think Stallone's fine in it. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah. I mean it's 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 not his most entertaining of films. I think it's a, it can drag a little bit at times, but right. it's a it's a decent watch. I it, Shout Select put it out. I, I picked it up. Oh, I remember yeah. you bought that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a decent watch. But I guess uh, I'll throw one out there. Um, throw it out there. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little Ooh. bit. We're gonna jump around here, guys. Let's talk about. Um, how about we talk about a movie that he did? Uh, another kind of another sports movie. If you want to, I guess I guess arm wrestling is a sport. I guess um, we'll talk about one of his other sports movies. It came out in two thousand one. Driven. You remember Driven? Oh wow! I al- I haven't seen it, but I almost watched it in time for this podcast. I went on a a, a Stallone binge to try to prepare myself for this uh, podcast. 
and driven was was up there. I just ran out of time essentially. Yeah. I was driven to the brink. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Steven, make sure you cut that out. What's that? Uh, driven to the brink. <laughs> oh God, no! I don't edit this. It's in there. <laughs> oh, damn it! No. Uh, but, so, um, so tell me about driven. Well, I'm assuming dri- it has to do with racing. Yeah, it's it's indie racing. Um, you, 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 I don't really know the rest of this cast. You might notice some Kip Pardue. Um, I don't. I've never heard of anybody else in this movie. But well, I'm, I'm making my way. It's been a way. It's been a while since I've seen it. But I just. It's basically kind of like almost your typical kind of racing story uh, in this case you got this young upshot racer who's in the middle of a championship season and he like it, you know is starting to come apart at the seams i guess life is you know the pressure's getting to him and then i guess stallone who is a veteran comes in and and i guess guides him a little bit becomes his you know you know yoda of you know of sorts um it's also got burt reynolds in it yeah, I was going to say, Burt Reynolds kind of bury the lead on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Burt Reynolds is in it. Um, Gina Gershon is in it. Um, it's it's, kind of, it's not really... Sean Lambert is in it. Oh. It's not really a great movie. <laughs> it's just one of the movies, it's like another movie. Like I, like I said, Stallone's got a varied career. He's done a lot of different yeah. types of movies, if you really uh, look. I'm really glad that you kind of introduced a 2000s film, because his 2000s filmography is not great. No, it's not. He was just trying a lot of different <laughs> he was. things. He Outside of the Rocky and Ram- Rocky Balboa that he did in 06 and then Rambo in 08, the rest of his 2000 filmography is not great. No. But I'm glad you brought that no, up. I, 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 look, <laughs> there's a lot of movies we're going to talk about here that are not. Mm. Like the fact that Stallone takes chances. He, right. he, even though they're not always great, he takes a lot of chances with his career and he doesn't, he doesn't like to be pigeonholed into these two roles that we only know him for, most people know him for. One could say that he is a working actor. I mean, if you look at his filmography, it's very consistent. It's pretty consistent. Like, yeah. every year or so, he's putting out work. There's like, no real breaks in it. There is no real breaks in his career. No. Literally, not, from all the, 75 all the to the on, present. he's worked almost every year, I think. Had a movie yeah. come out every year. Like, that's pretty damn good. Up until that's... present day, yep. Yeah. So... Do you want me to talk about something? Yeah, to go ahead, man. Yeah, bring up something. All right, so I'm going to still stay back in the back in the 80s, back in the good old good old 80s. This was the movie I was going to bring up after you brought up Over the Top, and this is one of my favorites of his, and it's, yet again, not a great movie, but damn, is it entertaining as all hell, and that is Cobra. 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 He plays a character, <laughs> Marion Cobretti, and he's basically like a souped-up muscle version of Dirty Harry. Yes. He's a cop who just doesn't give a shit. He does whatever he wants, you know, doesn't doesn't play by the rules. You know, you probably hear that in a trailer once upon a time. Yeah. And man, this movie is crazy, crazy fun. Uh, directed by George P. Cosmatos, who I believe was the person who directed um, Rambo First Blood Part Two. He also directed Tombstone. Um, but... Uh, you've seen... The, many of you yeah. probably have seen yeah. the poster for this, where it's him black shirt, glad those motorcycle cop glasses. You know, he's holding this weird-looking gun. It's a great poster. But basically, man, he's a he's a cop who's going after like this serial killer guy who also happens to be like this leader of this weird cult leather 
Bound yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's like people. it's like Stallone meets the Warriors or something. It really is, <laughs> and I don't even—it's not even dystopian or anything no. like that. Like it's not like a RoboCop, Mad Max dystopian world. It's like regular world, except like there's this weird, really super angry, vicious-looking dude. Like this dude is frightening, man. But he has like the way he says his lines are both frightening and hilarious. Yeah, played played by he, played by Brian Thompson uh, who plays a lot of great bad guys in movies. Yes, Brian Thompson and he, his name like the guy the bad guy's name is called Night Slasher. Yeah, Night Slasher. Like, what a name. That's crazy. <laughs> um Bridget Nielsen's also in the I, movie. I think this is where he met her. They they got married in the 80s. They did get married. Yeah. Yes, they did. Um but I believe this movie came out after Rocky no, after Rocky 4. Was this after, after Rocky I, I think it's before, before Rocky. I think 4. this is when actually they, they came out. Yeah, uh, this movie came out in 1986. Rocky Four came out in 1985. So they okay, made then, then they met together. Rocky Four then, yeah, right. But Cobra is so much fun. Over the top action. He, he, you know, he he drives a cool looking car. Um, yeah, basically the plot of this movie is is that um, this woman who is is. Um, like she was like the the guy the, the guy's mo is that basically he kills women, at like late at night and he goes and decides to, like 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 kill them like the carjacking is essentially sure but she gets away but he continues to pursue her like she's at the hospital recovering from her injuries he'll pursue her and the cops are trying to find this guy so they're trying to protect her as well and basically you know it's Cobra's job to protect her and this is a great sh- this is a great you know showdown with them at the end the opening scene of this movie is so much fun where he cobra goes after a guy who's holding up like a, mar- a supermarket yeah yeah and it's the, the supermarket is so 1980s and he's got like this great line where he just says like i'm probably paraphrasing it here i probably should look it up but he's like you're the disease i'm the cure like he says cheesy lines yeah. like that and you can only do this type of movie in the 80s and have it be relatively it successful. Ma- it makes me... It only works then. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it, that in Last Action Hero, they make fun of this scene. Oh, yeah, that whole movie that just whole, that, fun that of... whole first scene in Last Action Hero when all the cops are in front of that building and he like just shows up, he like steps on all the cars as he's leading up to the front door. You know, like, it makes me think of the opening of this movie. Yeah, like, uh, look at some of the lines here. He goes, like, in that scene, he's like... Like the guy, uh, the supermarket goes, I got a bomb here. I'll kill her. I'll blow this whole place up. And then Mary Cobretti goes, go ahead. I don't shop here. <laughs> All right. Just relax, amigo. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. Like, it's just so cheesy. It's so brilliant. Uh, man, what a, what a movie. But that's Cobra. Definitely yeah. watch it. Um, there, there, There's an older, cheaper Blu-ray, and then there's a new special edition Blu-ray that's put out by Shout Factory. I think also part of their Shout Select line, maybe. Yeah. I'm not quite and, sure. And there's that. also rumors right now that they're going to be doing a show. Oh, I would love to see a Cobra show. Yeah, with Robert Rodriguez. See, yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down for that. All right, well, I guess I'll, I'll continue my trend for what I consider to be the... Uh, Stallone movies that kind of stand out in the sense of how unique they are uh, in his filmography. And I'm going to choose this one right here, um, Cliffhanger from 93. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a movie about a, a, you know, a cliff, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, rescues people in the mountains, basically. And he's a, he's a, I, I don't know what you would call that, I guess a, uh, um, a mountain climber rescuer, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, 
doesn't he, yeah he doesn't work for like he doesn't uh, he doesn't red cross or anything no like no that. no but he's like part of the park ranger service i guess or whatever and uh you know at the beginning now if you've ever seen uh ace ventura uh when nature calls the second one right. they make the opening scene makes fun of the beginning of this movie where he's going to rescue a raccoon in ace ventura and he's you know and then he drops the raccoon and holds him by his finger fingernails and then drops him well in this movie at the beginning he's helping a friend out and uh, you got a uh, uh, Michael Rooker and his girlfriend that are stuck up on, on this mountain, and he's helping getting them out. And um, spoiler, of course, this is like a thirty-five-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, the girl, his the Michael Rooker's girlfriend's coming across, and her line breaks, and Stallone has to go out there to try to save her. And then you know, is you know, she ends up falling to her death, and basically he leaves his job after that. Uh, and then gets brought back into it when John John Lithgow, who has a ridiculous accent in this movie, so ridiculous. Um, he is this, I guess, uh, not terrorist, but he's he's a heist. He he just had a he stole a bunch of money, and then the money gets lost in the mountains, and now they're out looking for it. And um, Stallone's yeah gets caught up in it, and it's to me it's entertaining because of how ridiculous it is and. Being that it's a scenario that's different, you don't see a lot of these types of movies. Um, where you know, I think the, the closest to this type of movie we've gotten recently was that one with Liam Neeson, Cold uh, Pursuit. No <laughs> oh, man, but it's not even a mountain climbing movie. It's just you know, he he, it's a mountain. It's a mountain. Uh, he 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 clears roads. <laughs> but I'll say that I, I watched Cliffhanger for the first time in preparation for this podcast. I mean, Cliffhanger's been on cable television now for a good 25 years or so. So it was kind of, you know, just a bad excuse on my part for never actually seeing it. But I'll say this. The first half of this movie is actually pretty, you know, suspenseful and yeah. and, and and relatively well done in the sense that it's basically uh, Sylvester Stallone's character having to, like, survive in the mountains while being pursued by these 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 thieves yeah and you know it's really like entertaining and suspenseful i mean the last third of this movie is super over the top nonsense and and that's kind of brings the movie down for me but it's really entertaining what has always baffled me is that if you look at the poster for this movie uh, the poster for this movie has him in like the most like scantily cladded like outfit. I don't know yeah. if it was the po- po- one of these posters or one of the posters that they used for the DVD cover, they used for the Blu-ray cover where he's wearing like a tank top and shorts and in the yeah. background there's a snowy mountain. That never happens in the movie. No. He wears that outfit in the beginning of the movie in that scene <laughs> that Steven was just referencing where there is no snow and it's not freezing cold. The rest of the movie is actually in the snowy mountains and it actually is like freezing and he's got to like bundle up and wear like a parka. He's you got to be able to see his muscles. Um, yeah, I guess so. You have Again, to. Again, you do. And this movie is directed by Rennie Harlan, who is he, the guy who directed Die Hard yeah. 2. Yeah, Blue, Deep, Deep Blue Sea. Blue sea. Yeah. Um, yeah, not exactly the best you know movie. He also directed, I know he was a producer on Driven. I'm not sure if he directed Driven as well, because I know you just mentioned Driven. Um, doesn't look, yes he was. He was also the director let, on Driven. Let me tell you this, this movie was nominated for three Oscars. Oh, I bet it was. Uh, best sound, uh, best oh, sound sense. effects. Uh, makes sense. And then best visual effects. Interesting. So, yeah, I know. I'll say this, though. The visual effects were pretty good. For 1993, Yeah, I didn't notice 
too much of where like they some of it was obviously like the rear projection or blue screen or something like that and some of it looked like it was shot on relative location um i'll say this michael rooker was really good in the movie yeah i really i always enjoyed seeing him um i even like the actress who was um the love interest for sylvester stone i thought she was really good as well um and john but john lithgow he's a good villain but he did not need he the didn't accent. Need, he didn't like they, need the they accent, only yeah. did it because like he's like a, supposed to be like a European thief. Yeah. So they're like, okay, what accent can we give him to make him sound like he's from Europe? Oh, British accent. Sure. I guess. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, but yeah, Cliffhanger is very entertaining. Not the best movie in the world, but very entertaining. Uh, um, okay. Well, back to you. See, back to me. What do I want to talk about today? Um, let's see. Let's go more. You know what? Let's let's stay in the '90s and let's go with. Um, you want to actually? We'll we'll talk about Demolition Man. Ooh, Demolition Man because I think this is same year. Quite, quite possibly my favorite um, non-Rambo Rocky Sylvester okay, Stallone okay. movie because it's it's so rewatchable, so quotable. It's so much fun. It's a dystopian, like futuristic, quite very rather sci-fi movie. Granted, I said he Stallone typically didn't do sci-fi, but this is probably it's as the closest, closest yeah. we're gonna get. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like a it's an action crime sci-fi. That's kind of how they categorize it on IMDb. Makes a lot of sense. This movie also stars Wesley Snipes as well as Sandra Bullock in one of her early early roles before she really broke out. This was this before in, this Speed. In Speed. Yeah, yeah, this was before Speed. Uh, Benjamin Bratt is in the movie as well. Uh, Dennis Leary is in the movie as well. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so it's so basically what happens is that Stallone portrays a police officer, John Spartan, which is a cool name. Yes. Um, Wesley Snipes' character is Simon Phoenix, awesome and name. he's a bad guy, obviously. <laughs> and he's got some great lines in this movie. You know, I'm a blast from the past and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so, what happens is I think. Man, it's been a few years since I've seen this. He's basically he's like in suspended animation. Yes, he's frozen. Yeah, um, and and he he's frozen, and also this um, well, basically, Wesley Snipes character is frozen as well. And what happens is, Wes, like someone breaks into the prison, unfreezes Wesley Snipes character, and they need. And because the future is in such a way where they don't know how to deal with his type of criminal, they need a, a, a you know a cop from the past, so they unfreeze yeah. Stallone's character, John Spartan, to deal with him. And they just happen to you know have this this past rivalry with one another as well. Yeah, that really heightens things. I'm pretty sure that's like the first act of the movie is like in like the quote unquote present, and then the rest of the movie is in this future. And this future is very very odd. <laughs> it's a weird. The future. only fast food restaurant there is is Taco Bell. Is Taco Bell. Apparently there was a fast food chain wars that happened and the victor the victor was Taco Bell. Yes. And I remember back in ninety three, because this was around the time Taco Bell was coming into its existence, or at least coming into its um you know, people were going to it, using uh, you know, eating there. And I remember when when Taco Bells first opened up, they looked like like 
they were from like the Alamo. You yeah, know what I mean? They yeah. looked like they were they had like these columns and they looked like they were like these these mission these missionary places like that you would see in the old time West and things like that. And they of course they all had like bells and stuff. Um I remember when this all happened. This was before the Taco Bell Chihuahua dog, you know, <laughs> Ikero Taco Bell and all that stuff in the late nineties. But I, re- I remember that because I, you know, I was around back in '93. But I probably had seen this movie a few years after it had come out for the first time. And what's also weird about this future is that, like, I don't think like cops don't have like they don't have like guns or they anything don't use like guns. that. Guns, yeah, they use like these baton, basically stunners, you know, like like stun like stun batons yeah. that you've seen a lot of sci-fi stuff. Also, there's like no cursing in the future. Every time you curse, you get a ticket. Like, um. Also, apparently, this is the biggest mystery that people keep talking oh, about. Oh, man. Is, is, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's no toilet paper in the future. There's the three seashells. They, they use three seashells. And to this day, I don't know how don't... one uses three seashells yeah. in the restroom. Oh, but the, worst, but the worst thing is that nobody has vaginal sex. Vag- they don't... No. They, they, don't, no. they use these mind things where they have sex in their minds. Which is rather prophetic, as well as kind of like accurately futuristic yeah. in terms of like, you know, you know, you know, things like sexting and, you know, things like that that happen in modern day times and whatnot. But, yeah, there's no, you know, quote, no swapping, quote, exchange, of, bo- no swapping bodily of body fluids. fluids. Yeah. Bodily fluids. You just kind of you put this super like helmet on like electrodes and stuff like that that connects with the person sitting across from you and that's how that's how you do it um sandra bullock is just fantastic in this movie yeah. i think that's, you this could, is you when could... she becomes you know when she starts to become the sandra bullock that we all know well many know and love very um um how do i want to say this um not rambunctious, but like she's got a lot of energy. She's just quick witted. She's you know she just glows on screen. She's really fantastic, and that's kind of the character that she really like reprised a few a lot in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's de- it's definitely one of my top. Other than Rocky Rambo, it's, de- it's this might be my top also. But I'll the next one I'll say will maybe be oh. the one that fights with it. Oh, here we go. My, I want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. I would say one of my the other ones that fights for my top other than his his normal is uh, Tango and Cash. Oh, yeah. hey now. Yeah, I love Tango and Cash. Uh, this came out a little earlier. This came out the year I was born, 89. Yes, it um, did. And uh, this also stars Kurt Russell. And they're, uh, I wouldn't say rival cops, but they're, you know, they're just two different cops. The top cops, they're at two different departments, and they're like the top cops. Uh, Stallone plays kind of the the straight edge, you know, he almost looks like a banker by the book type of cop. And then Kurt Russell was playing kind of the um, the rustic, you know, uh, doesn't you know, rebel cop that kind of plays outside the rules sometimes. Um, but basically, they're really great cops, and they've given uh, this kind of big kingpin a lot of trouble. So he latches this plan to kind of, um, you know, you know, frame them for a, a murder to put to put them in prison so that they could you know, keep them out of the way. And, uh, it's, it's to me, one of the better comical performances from Stallone, that and Demolition Man, um, because he's also getting to play in his, his, what he does best, which is action. Um, but I, I think there's some great comedy in it too. Terry Hatcher's also in it. And I have a crush on Terry Hatcher from, uh, Oh, I know from Lois and Clark. Um, yes. This was right before Lois and Clark. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, it's just, I think they just have great chemistry. Um, Jack P- Palance plays the bad guy. Um, it's to me, it's just a super entertaining buddy cop movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I've seen, I saw it once a few years ago. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think it's a, it's a great buddy cop movie. Uh, 1989, where I think the buddy cop genre at that time was kind of waning a little bit. Not waning, but Ooh. we already had like a couple of lethal weapons. We already had a you know, couple of... Um, um, 48 Hours. And, 48 Hours, as well as uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. I think we already had a couple of those. And for some reason, I don't know, the 90s kind of like not killed the, the buddy cop genre, just there weren't that many of them in, at that time. I would love to see a Tango and Cash kind of sequel. I sure. wouldn't mind that. I mean, they're both going... Both actors are going strong still. Kurt Russell's still making stuff. Obviously, Stallone's making stuff. That's why we're having this podcast <laughs> episode. I mean, yeah. Um, this also came out the year before Rocky Five, So I guess it's nice to get something good before you get something yeah. bad, if you will. Um, yeah, Tango and Cash. People love Tango and Cash. Uh, I think Steven's not alone when this is his saying that this is his favorite of the non-Rocky, I mean, non- it's one of the Rambo top. Movies. It's, uh, there's another one that I'm looking, I'm thinking about now that might be oh. might be for other man. reasons. But uh, you, full you, go, you, go, you go ahead, you go ahead, man. You go. Yeah, the, it's the, your next, turn. The, the next movie I want to uh, talk about is Copland. Damn it, you picked it. Came out in 1997. <laughs> wow, I, I picked it. Damn, because Cop, Copland is probably his best performance. Copland is his most. Yeah, serious performance, I would say. It, it, other than Rocky, like the first yeah, Rocky Yeah, other movie, than Rocky, of course, yeah. It's like maybe um, his most ambitious thing he's done. It really is because he... It's one of the roles where we don't see him in that typical Sylvester Stallone physique. He's, he, I believe he gained a lot of weight for this role because he wanted to be this kind of over overweight, not schlubby cop, but he's, he's a sheriff of... Of this New Jersey community that's populated by New York City police officers, like they, they live here but they work in New York City, but a lot of them are also, um, like tied up with the mob, and he's trying to like, uh, kind of uncover a lot of these things. So essentially, he's you know he's poking the bear, if you will. He's getting into things that can get him in a lot of danger, trouble, and things like that. And he's really good in this movie, and he's. He's not the typical, you know, Sylvester Stallone action, kicking everybody's ass. You know, he's not, yeah, he's not, you know, the cop from Walking Tall. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not like, uh, you know, The Rock in Walking Tall or the original Walking Tall. You know what I mean? He's not something like that. He gets his ass kicked in this movie. Oh yeah, I mean, he, um, there's, I mean, he has to do a lot of, uh, a lot of kind of silent acting in this movie. Yes, he doesn't do a lot of speaking. He, you know, he loses his hearing for a good part of the movie. And so he's spending a lot of time just kind of like in this like days. Um, and of course we can't go without saying this is directed by James Mangold. It is directed uh, by James Mangold. One know, of his earliest things. Yeah. And James Mangold is a solid director. He's, yeah. I think I would say a very, very good director. He of course directed such movies as uh three ten to Yuma, as well as Logan, um, Logan also, um, a walk the line. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's a good director, and this is—I'd say this is a rather solid movie. It's a really good movie. Great cast. Great cast. Yeah, yeah. great cast. You read my mind. Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, uh, Peter Berg is in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, Peter Berg. Peter, Robert Peter Patrick Berg was an act. Peter Berg was an actor before he became a director. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. don't really know that. Janine Garofalo is in this film as well. Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport has an early role. 
Man, yeah, it's it's Frank Vincent's also in this movie. Yeah. Who was in like who was in Goodfellas as well as Casino? I think yes. So he was at that Scorsese gangster tie. It's a cop movie. It's a gangster type movie, but it kind of get it gets lost. I think with a lot of Stallone's movies, you know, because we talked like all the movies we've talked about so far have been typical, you know, Sylvester Stallone vehicles. You know what I yeah, mean? Cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Cobra, things like that have been typical, those typical things you would expect from Copland is different. Copland's a drama, like a yeah. good drama too. Um, but yeah, I really like Copland. came out in 1997, so it's it's in that, that 90s kind of threshold. Uh, Steven, do you want to go next? Um, yeah, sure. Let's. Uh, we're getting we're getting down to some interesting. I picks think here. I think maybe we'll we'll talk about a few more and like like right. what, what we've been doing, and then we might finish up with ta- just like kind of listing off some of the ones that we don't necessarily have a lot to say about. Um, right. Um, but I'll I'll bring up um a movie that also came out in the nineties. It came out a, a, a year before yours, and that's Daylight. Um, oh, good. Because I, I I wanted to watch this and I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, daylight is uh is about he plays a cab driver, um, and he's you know on his route one night and and so I think it's in the set in New York I'm pretty sure, um yeah yes yeah and and there's an explosion in in one of the New York tunnels nearby and then so the tunnel collapses at both ends and people are trapped in the inside and he plays this cab driver who. Basically, just helps people survive. He used to be, I think, used to be a cop, or used to be some kind of. He worked for the city in some way, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. It's been a while since I watched it, but um, basically, he just helps people survive because as as they're you know this tunnel is underwater, so as they the longer they stay under there, there's the the water starts to to rise. Um, if they don't find a way out, obviously they'll drown. There's also fire at both ends, so it's this death trap. You know, and uh, it, it's it's got some intensity to it. Uh, also has Viggo Mortensen in it, who plays this like uh, other person that's trapped in there. That's uh, like a, a world renowned rock climber or athlete, and so he you know plays kind of a a weird character that you don't typically see Viggo Mortensen play. Um, but it's it's a solid. I think it's a solid movie. I mean, it's not great, but it's solid. Also has. Um, Sylvester Stallone's son in it, Sage Stallone. Oh. Um, it, and this was, I think, the last thing he did with him. I know Sage Stallone passed away um, some years back, 2012. He passed away. So, um, and you know, he was also in Rocky Five. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a solid movie. I mean, it's worth checking out. You might enjoy it. It's kind of a, it's kind of on the level of Cliffhanger, maybe. You know, solid kind of action thriller. Yeah, it was directed by, or it is directed by Rob Cohen. And Rob Cohen directed Dragonheart. He also directed Stealth, that that, that fighter jet movie, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing trailers for that Triple X, the first Triple X, you know, with Vin Diesel, the Fast yeah. and the Furious, the first Fast and the Furious movie. Now we're on to Fast and the Furious, whatever one number yeah. we're on at this point. Uh, he directed the first one. Um, yeah, so interesting. I think I'm going to take if uh, a huge leap forward. Really? Um, uh, yeah, because I, uh, I think I'll go. I want to, yeah, because I want to talk about some of his modern stuff that he's been doing, and yeah, I think I'll go with the Expendables. Okay. You know, like out of there have been three Expendables movies, and I think I still think the first one is 
is the best really? one. Really? Um, I, 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 like like I kind of like the second one. I don't like two, but I, I like... I like three up until the third act, which is the exact same act, the exact same third <laughs> act of the second movie. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the first one. It's it's most streamlined, and I think it's the one where that that I think that's the one that does what it's trying to do the best. Basically, be a throwback movie to the over the top action movies of the eighties and nineties. You know, super violent. It's got um, it's got a good cast of you know Sylvester Stallone. As well as Jason Statham, um, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, who we remember from Rocky IV, Eric Roberts is in the movie, Randy Couture, who is a um, um, MMA fighter, was an MMA fighter, Steve Austin is in the movie, Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the movie, is a bad guy. Um, it, it's I remember watching this movie and really enjoying it back in 2010. I tell you, I did not like the second one, and I did watch the third one, and the third one is fun, but it, it's Missing something, and the third one is PG thirteen, yeah. which kind of pissed me that off. That third one's not great. Yeah, because no, the only good thing about the third R- one is it, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson's a good bad guy, but I mean, I don't want to spoil things. Right? It's a rather um, underwhelming confrontation with Sylvester Stallone, in my opinion, because Stallone is just so physically imposing. Even in his late, <laughs> even in his current age, he's still very physically imposing. Um, Jason Statham, I think, is is a blast. Um, this is the movie I also think that has the most character stuff in it when it comes with Statham's character as well as Stallone's character. And isn't this, isn't Mickey Rourke in this film as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Rourke is in this film well as well. And he's just having these really crazy monologues that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's just Mickey Rourke going off book and doing whatever the hell he wants. That's my guess because Mickey Rourke, I guess is notorious for doing weird shit like that in movies. Um, but yeah, I like The Expendables. It's not, it's not, it's not a great movie, but it's also directed by Stallone, and it's actually the last film that he's directed, I believe, because he didn't direct, Uh, he didn't direct the second one, he didn't direct the third one, and he's not a bad director, and he's not a bad writer, as we've learned from the stuff that he's directed and the stuff that he's written screenplay-wise for the Rocky films, he's not bad. He's rather underrated in that regard, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so I'll go with the first Expendables, just to get something that's modern. Um, it has a great cameo by Arnold in it as well, who is actually featured more in the second and in the third movie. He's literally there just for one-liners. Yeah. That's all he's he's in there, too. Also, Terry Crews in this movie, and he has a giant gun, and he's just, like, <laughs> blasting people away. It's so ridiculously over the top. Um, it's... It's, it's it's a whole lot of fun. Cool. Steven? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got one more that I kind of wanted I wanted to bring up and then okay. and then you know maybe we can just kind of run through the rest of them kind of quickly. Yeah, cuz I've got one, I've got ones that aren't good. Well, I got I, actually, talk about, I got I wanna, two I got yeah. two more I can bring up. I mean, um, yeah, there's a bunch of other ones I've seen. Uh I'll bring up uh first one I'll bring up I got two more I'll bring up. I'll do both of them real, real quick if that's okay got with it. you. Sure. Um I watched for the first time Oscar which is a one that came out in 1991. It's not considered one of his great ones, I don't think, but it's a John Landis film. Um, also, uh, it, it was produced by Ivan Reitman, so it's got great people involved. It's a comedy crime movie where Stallone plays this gangster who is trying to uh, give up the, his life of crime because his last words from his father were was basically to give up the life, which his father's played by Kirk Douglas. Um, in one scene, um, hmm. 
And uh, basically, his father's dying wish was for him to give up crime. So he tries to give it up, but it's so difficult because his life is just surrounded by it. And basically, the whole movie is set around hijinks going on around this one day where he's supposed to meet with these bankers where he's going to invest in this bank and become go legit. You know, he's going to invest his money in the bank and become a banker and whatever, you know. But as that's happening, you know, other things are happening where, like, a man comes to his house and says he wants to marry his daughter. His daughter's played by Marissa Tomei, um, which is, she's, you know, great. This is back in the early days, right before I think she did um, uh, My Cousin Vinny. Um, and so that's fun. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of a hygiene. It's It feels very old school in a way, um, in the sense of its comedy style. Um, it, it's not necessarily great, but it, it's, once again, another instance of Stallone doing something kind of outside of his wheelhouse, and it's kind of fun watching him try. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Oscars, I think Oscars worth checking out. It's, um, I've never seen the movie, but it sounds very interesting. Um, Stallone's character's name is Angelo Snaps Provolone. Yes. <laughs> Does that and not sound like an Italian man? That sounds like an old school, like, Italian gangster, um, but it's like a like a satirical name, like yes. Provolone, because, you know, the cheese. But I'll say this, just looking at the character list, uh, Yvonne DiCarlo is in the movie. Uh, as well as Don Amesh. And Yvonne DiCarlo is probably most well-known for being uh, Lily Munster on yeah. The Munsters. Uh, but she was in a bunch of movies back in the day as well. Um, Don Amesh, I believe, is most well-known for... He was in, well, he was in Cocoon, Trading Places. Um, but he was also in a bunch of stuff back in well, the day. He's a classic actor. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces in these movies, uh, in this movie. Um Kurt, you know, Kurt, Kurtwood Smith is in it. He plays a cop. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's a charming little movie. I I just, it's just, it's just out there for Stallone. But, oh, I bet it is. It sounds completely, utterly different than anything else that he, yeah, he would typically be known to do. It has a very upbeat feel to it that you're not used to seeing with one of his movies. (laughs) No, no, probably you're right. Um, uh, for me, uh, what was the uh, what was the second one you wanted? Oh, to the talk second about? one was the last one I was going to really talk about was Lock Up. Um, Lock oh up. yeah, you know what? Talk about yeah, because I'm curious because I didn't get a chance to watch it. Yeah, Lock Up also came out in '89, um, and basically he 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 gets kind of put in prison for a very minor offense, um, and he right before he's about to get out, apparently he's done something to uh, I guess tick off the warden of the prison. Uh, played by Donald Sutherland and basically he kind of makes his stay uh just worse than it you know he puts him in in a very aggressively uh violent part of the prison or something like that and it just it's a it's a survival movie basically oh. him surviving in prison um John Amos is is also in the movie um Tom Sizemore's in the movie um it, it's 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 a pretty decent you know prison movie um it's been once again it's been a while since I've seen it but I've always remember liking it. Um, it's one my dad introduced me to growing up. So, oh, um, not really familiar with the players and like John. Is he John? 
Oh, John Flint now? I don't know who John Flint is. Yeah, I just looked up his filmography. I didn't see any. Looks like he did he did out for justice with Stigall. Um, oh. So he's that's about it. That's about all I can say other than um Or did he? No, maybe he did no yeah, he did. He did out for justice. That's about the only thing I've I can I notice of his that I like. Um but it's a it's a decent film. I I I'd say check. It's another one of them ones I'd say check out if you're wanting to see some of his other work that isn't Rocky or Rambo. Cool. So I don't know if you want to now step into that like almost lightning round. Yeah, let's go um, into lightning round. Let's go well, back to the beginning yeah. area and. Uh, okay, and, I, I wasn't gonna go that route, but okay. Oh, we'll you might ahead. as well just fl- fly through the beginning to to today. Um, um starting with like Paradise Alley. Yeah, I haven't seen Paradise. I haven't That's either. One. Um, but isn't it the I, first thing he directed? It's the first uh, thing he directed. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. He has he has a small role in Farewell, My Lovely, which I have seen. It's a film that's uh, based on or um, based on um, you know like the Big Sleep um, things like that. It's basically Robert Mitchum is playing the the Philip Marlowe character that you know. Uh, Humphrey Bogart played back in The Big Sleep, but he has a small, small role in that, so I've seen, technically seen him in that. Yeah. That was, like, way before he was famous. Um, just moving through uh, the 80s, just to see if there's anything, because I know, Stephen, you've seen, you've seen more than I have. Man, that 80s just filled with Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh, the, uh, talk about The Specialist, because I haven't seen it. Well, I, yeah, it's been a while. I know it's I've seen... I've, I know I've seen it, but I haven't... It's been a while. I mean, it's... Kind of, it's kind of very similar to the other movie that's in the decade, The Assassins. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, Assassins stars, I know, just based off of what I know, is stars uh, and Antonio Banderas yeah. and Sylvester Stallone, as well as Julianne Moore is in the film as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's directed by Richard Donner, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Richard yeah. Donner is. So I haven't seen that, but. What else am I looking at here? Um, you also got, um, I mean, Judge I've, Dredd. Dredd, yeah. You yeah. know, I want to talk about Judge Dredd. I, I was talking to Stephen earlier. It's a movie I hadn't, I haven't seen since like probably like 1996 when it was on VHS and someone I knew had rented it. But it's a comic book movie. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that Judge Dredd is a comic book movie. And this was back in the 90s when comic book movies are nothing like they are today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people didn't know what to do with them in terms of adaptation or translation and this is a it's a weird like it's like a cult hit because it's a if people don't know it, it, there's a whole lot of things to get into with judge dread uh, judge dread is a 2000 ad comic which is a british comic it's a darker like more violent comic and they've been trying to translate it over here for a while uh, they did this movie, this Judge Dredd movie, as well as the Dredd movie with Carl Urban a few years ago, which is fantastic. They've been talking about doing a TV series here for many years, but who knows where that where that is. But this is, you know, Stallone as Judge Dredd, the iconic Judge Dredd character. It's a dystopian world where, like, these, these judges are the judge, jury, and executioners, and they just pretty much dole out whatever type of justice they see fit. It's it's really, really interestingly political, but this movie, from what I understand, is not that great. It's been many years since I've seen it, and it's kind of slipped into like that cult category of, yeah. like, so bad it's good in some parts. Yeah. I think Rob Schneider's in this film as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Max von Max Sydow. Van Sydow yeah. Diane Lane is in this film as well. Joan Chen, who was in Twin Peaks. That's where I know her from. Um, 
Yeah, so that's Judge Dredd. I really wish we hadn't seen it so we could talk yeah. about it a little bit more because I know there's a lot of fans of that movie. Yeah. But um, other stuff, um, I've seen Ants. Yeah. The the animated he film. He does the voice Ants, of the, where he, yeah. he does like an animated voice of literally a Sylvester Stallone <laughs> ant. <laughs> he's huge, he's jacked, yeah. and he just like, he's, you know, just Sylvester Stallone is an ant. Like Rocky as an ant. I've seen that. Um, he did. You, I, I, did you... I've seen. I, I I see. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like this. It's like a killer that is stalking him or something. Um, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a typical. Yeah, a lead detective being stalked by a serial killer is asked to check into a clinic treating law enforcement officials who can't face their jobs. Interesting. Sounds yeah, it's very two thousand three. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else do we have here. Um, there's there's the movie Avenging Avenging Angela, which you can literally find for free anywhere on the internet because <laughs> no one wants to watch it. Um, Taxi Three, he had an uncredited role in that. Um, uh, the movie called Shade, which is another one that's not particularly great from what I understand. And in he's in Spy Kids yeah. 3D Game Over, I believe, as the bad guy. Stephen, have you seen that movie? I've seen it. This was a dark period. This, yeah, between, I, yeah, between, between Copland after Copland, there's this dark period between like 1998 yeah. and 2003 re- where he was retra- doing. You were like, yeah. "What the fuck was he doing?" I want to retract after you, if you've seen if you want to talk about Spy Kids 3D, um, because I remember seeing trailers for that where he was the bad guy. I never got into the Spy Kids franchise. I think I was just too old when I, they what, came what, out. I, I remember whatever. liking I the first one okay, but like Robert Rodriguez made all these movies and I just don't he understand did. it. <laughs> I mean, it was a vehicle for him, I guess, to like make his own movies, make his own children's adventure movies, essentially. Yeah. I've only ever seen the first one and I didn't like it too much because I saw it when I was, you know, an adult in his 20s. I didn't really connect with it. Although it does have the, the that's where the machete character comes from. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty cool. But I wanted to retract from Spy Kids 3D Game Over to Get Carter, which came out in 2000. This is a film I did watch yeah. uh, in preparation for this podcast, and it is not good. <laughs> it is good gracious not good. It's a remake of the Get Carter film from, I think, Michael Caine. 71 with Michael Caine. Yeah. That's a cool movie. That's a really good movie. Michael Caine in the 70s was fantastic, and that's really good. This movie is dull, and the... The filmmaking is so bad. You know, you know, it's Stall- that- in, it's Stallone in that movie. You know, he reminds me of. of he kind of reminds me of uh, like he's doing an impression of what Tom Cruise would eventually do in Collateral. <laughs> Very yeah, but yeah, <laughs> he, kind of. But it just he wear yeah 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 he wears suits all the time. Steel he's blue, like a suits. steel gray suit. You know, if you'd have just made Stallone's hair gray in that movie, he would have tried to been Tom Cruise. In ba- that movie. Basically, the. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into it because we're doing the lightning round, but he is—he's a hitman who goes back to like his hometown because his brother died, and his brother—he tried to uncover whether his brother was murdered or he or, or just like died in a car accident, like they, they could say he did. What he finds out, of course, is that his brother was indeed murdered for getting into some yeah. getting into some stuff he shouldn't have gotten into. But the filmmaking in this movie is so bad. It was—it's that that over editing, that over stylization yeah. for no reason, like. Like, Stallone will go punch a guy in this movie, and for some reason, like, the camera will, like, flash 
like there'll be like a flash on the screen, almost like that old school like like nineteen sixties Batman like pow and things like that <laughs> for no reason. And then there's just a use of montage to not even display time, but like show scenes of people interacting. Instead of giving them dialogue, he'll have a the the filmmaker will have a montage, and some of the acting by some of the other actors is so dull. I feel really bad for Rachel Lee Cook in this movie because it looked like she got absolutely no direction whatsoever because she was really bad line reading. Mm. And her interaction with Stallone played a big part in the movie. And their scenes together were so cringeworthy. And he's not bad in the movie because he's like this stoic, badass guy who like, you know, he'll break you in a second. He's he's good in the movie, just the film itself is not great. Yeah. Mickey Rourke was also in this movie as well, so... That found that that found that interesting Expendables connection later on. Yeah. But yeah, Get Carter is not a good movie, and it's like Steven said, there's a there's a drought here from like '97, yeah. basically up until Rocky Balboa, like a nine. Yeah, it's like he where... it's like he knew he needed to do something to get people back on his like to love Stallone, the, the brand of Stallone needed well, to rejuvenation. Well, what, what happened is uh, Rocky Five was such a travesty. And I mean, I don't want to, I mean, we're kind of breaking the rules here, but it was such a travesty that, like, he didn't want to revisit the Rocky character anymore. Like, that was... So, well, that, but was, then by the time he got there, he needed an excuse to go back. He had an excuse to go back to it, to right. rejuvenate his career. So he went back to the to the well. And, right. and and also the fact that Phi was so bad, he was like, hey, you know, I can do a better movie. Um, <laughs> oh, which he, which he did with Rocky Balboa. But what is interesting is that, by the time the the 80s kind of wrapped up and we're kind of getting off book here but like he had already done three Rambo movies he already, he had already done you know five Rocky movies cuz i think Rocky 5 came out in 1990 i think yeah yeah so his like the bulk of like what we know him as was in that 80s decade and then the 90s 2000s and now 2010s you know he tried to do other things to kind of like fit, to do just to you know keep his career going and he's had to go back to the well you know he had to go back and do another Rambo do another Rocky and the two Creed movies really I think lifted up that franchise back into the mix significantly um but uh other movies from around from around that time um yeah bullet to the head uh not good oh not good (laughs) you got Jason Momoa in there throwing axes it's another movie (laughs) where like the 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 filmmaking is just really really poorly done like the editing is atrocious um expendables 2 which came out in 2012 like i've already mentioned um and then there's expendables 3 which came out in 2014 what is interesting is that 2010 the first expendables came out he did three expendables movies in like a four-year period yeah which i thought was very interesting and i'm kind of surprised we didn't we don't have an expendables 4 i I think it's coming eventually i i heard yeah i heard that like it wasn't going to happen. I don't know. Um, from him directly, like, it just wasn't going to happen. I don't... I'm I'm not sure. I should, probably should have done my research on that. There are probably others out there who know a lot more about, you know, what's going on with Expendables 4. Um, but before Expendables 3 came out, um, there was the movie called Grudge Match. Do you remember Grudge Match, Steve? I remember it, and I didn't go see it because it looked dumb. <laughs> I think I saw it afterwards <laughs> on rental or cable or something like that when it, when it hit HBO or Showtime or Cinemax. Um, this is a movie starring Sylvester Stallone and Robert De Niro. Where can one go wrong with that? Well, I'll tell you where one can go wrong with that. Um, it's it's a weird. 
it's interesting like they're making movie. fun of themselves. They're yeah, like, yeah, they're trying to capitalize on their past boxing movie like like careers. You know, De Niro being in Raging Bull and Rocky being, you know, Stallone being Rocky. Yeah. So basically, like these two aging boxers who are who are rivals back in their prime decide to like you know come back and fight each other when they're like they're they're long retired, like they're in like retirement homes, and it's kind of funny in that regard. Um, I remember the movie having an interesting cast. Um, Kevin Hart's in the movie. Um, who else is in the I remember John Bernthal was in the movie, or did I just dream that up? I may I have dreamt that up. I really didn't want to have to talk about this movie that long. Oh, you really didn't see this movie <laughs> then, I guess. Um, yeah, I can't find him. Kim Basinger's in the movie. I guess that doesn't really help. Uh, yeah, John Bernthal. Wow, he's, I'll say this. John Bernthal's credit for this movie is way down on IMDb. <laughs> I had to really dig deep for that. Um, yeah, Grudge Match. Did, did you want to do know, know what was going on in 2013? Well, I mean... Where, where he also was in a, in a in a sketch on Saturday Night Live oh, as well. Oh, that's great. Oh. Well, he also, we also, we met, we passed one, Escape Plan. Oh, did we? You know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Because I watched it in preparation for this. Now, there have been an Escape Plan 2 and a third Escape Plan movie, and those both went directly to streaming, I guess, or uh, home video, VOD. DVD. I think video, the second video, one DVD. made it to the theaters, but nobody saw it. it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say this, though. The first one's actually pretty solid. It's okay. It, it's. I'll say this. <laughs> out of, out of, <laughs> yeah, out of the collaborations with Arnold Schwarzenegger... Expendables two, three, and Escape Plan. I think Escape Plan is the best best collaboration. Well, yeah, definitely. But they have the most like fun interactive screen time. They basically become buddies in prison. The premise for that movie is fascinating to me because there was another movie that came out around the same time that basically had the same premise, and I can't remember what it is because it had to do with like a prison in space, and I think that movie got um, sued by John Carpenter. Remember this? Or am hmm. I talking to nobody here? No, um, I, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up, but not now. Not Maybe sure. later in another episode. But um, yeah, Escape Plan. Basically, uh, Stallone is an a, he he he, 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 make, he makes he gets paid to better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by breaking out of them, like he gets yeah. hired to break out of prisons to like test their um, you know. Their, the sec- their of security the systems, yeah. basically, and he gets put in this super like, this super like unbreak unbreakable prison, where he's not, um, where he where he can't like like he shouldn't break out of. The other movie I was thinking of that was similar was called Lockout, the Luke Besson film Lockout. Do you remember that? John Carpenter sued uh, because that movie had the same premise as Escape from New York. Yeah, yeah. And I think he ended up winning that case. Um, Carpenter did but I just remember that because they were both like prison movies that came yeah. out um, around the same time um, but yeah but Escape Plan basically um, Stallone goes into this prison and he he becomes friends with one of the inmates one of the inmates is Arnold Schwarzenegger so they they collaborate together to help break out of this prison I thought it was fine I mean I didn't think it was great mm. I thought it was entertaining yeah, eh, eh, it's an, eh, you're gonna get a lot of ass if you're going into the Stallone movies thinking you're getting more than that. For the most part, uh, you may be a little, um, eh. a little uh, disappointed. Eh. Um, but 
that's kind of kind what of, that's I've kind seen. Of, there's some other movies we could bring up, but I haven't seen them, and so a lot of them are. Some of them are VODs. Some of them are some voice acting in some animated yeah, movies. Like, like, remember that Ratchet and Clank movie yeah. that had no promotion for, and they put it in the theater. I remember seeing standees for it yeah. at the local cinema, and I was like. I know Ratchet and Clank, the video game, yeah. but they did no promotion for this movie. And yeah. he apparently did a voice in it. Uh, he apparently did a voice in a movie called Animal Crackers. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Don't know what that know is. He was on one episode of This Is Us as Sylvester Stallone. I remember that because I watched that show. Escape Plan 2, which is subtitled Hades. Creed 2, which is part of Rocky. Backtrace, which is another straight, straight to video. I think that's something thing. he did with um, Dolph Lundgren. I think you're right. Um, yeah. Yes. Matthew Modine? No, I think you're Ma- no, Matthew Modine. No, no, no. Modine. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. This yeah, this one has Matthew Modine in it and Christopher McDonald. And this is this was a straight to whatever. Yeah. A movie. Um unfortunately. Yeah. Uh you know. That's kind of that's kind, yeah, kind that's of it. He's it. he's got he's got, you know, some stuff in the works. He's got Tough As They Come coming out, and it hasn't been announced yet. He's got a couple other things that poss- that are rumored. But Last Blood's the thing that's coming out this coming week that we're uh, – I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I, I love Rambo. Um, I like the premise. Um, I just want to see some good some good action. That's about all I'm, I'm looking for. Same here. I'm not going into it expecting – Something. I do, I do, I, have to, I do yeah, want there to be a resolution. If this is the last oh, yeah, one, I want there yeah, to be a good if resolution. If I'm expecting something, it's that. Yeah. But I'm not expecting like great acting, great writing, great plot. It, the plot of the movie kind of looks like Taken with Rambo. You know what I mean? It yeah. looks like a revenge story with Rambo, which is kind of what most of these in his movies are essentially. Yeah. Um, granted, like I, the uh, Rambo two and uh, First Blood Part two, and then Rambo three. Um, had more political edges to them yeah. than than I would say um, Rambo. I think that Rambo this movie 4, could have which some, just him could blood. definitely have some political angles to it, um, mm, being that it's dealing yeah. with the, with Mexican cartel. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's true. But um, all right. Well, uh, that's gonna be it for this episode of uh, the Cinema Discovery Project. Um, if you, you guys want to send us some messages telling us uh, what you, what are your some of your favorite non Rocky Rambo uh, movies, tell us why you like them, um, and you know tell us why you know just tell us why you know Tango and Cash is the best one because it is. It's it. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I I would say either Tango and Cash, Demolition Man, or like I said, uh, Copland are probably the three the top three for me outside of. Rocky Rambo, but um, yeah, you know that's probably the. Top. I did I have Cobra at three? I may actually made an official list, um, but yeah, I had I had an official list made for this episode, but I kind of threw that. In yeah, the trash just as we went uh, along. yeah, fuck, um, fuck lists, fuck, uh, yeah, yeah, just fuck them. But um, <laughs> that'll be it for this episode. Where can we find you, Andrew? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Cabzilla zero six, as well as my YouTube channel Cabzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find me posting all the stuff I like to buy, all the movies, goodies, on Instagram at Cinema Discovery Project. You can find the audio for this podcast on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. And that will be it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and hey, keep on watching them movies. I know I will. <laughs>